talking. Hey guys, welcome back to the King Kumar podcast where your dreams and goals will become a reality through the amazing people that I record, that I interview. And today I have an exciting guest. His name is Isaac Mayos. 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 And he is a podcaster and he is from Minnesota and he's doing some great things and he has made his dream a reality. So without further ado, Isaac, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing so well. Thank you for bringing me on the podcast. No problem. Glad to be here. I, 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 I love connecting with people and I love to get people who are doing awesome things in the world and making their dream a reality. Now, Isaac, I want to ask you, um, your major is entrepreneurship and we were talking about this before. Um, kind of describe your childhood and what made, like, what in your childhood influenced you to get into the entrepreneurship world and in turn start your podcast. So kind of describe your childhood, like how, how was your childhood? Um, what, what kind of inspired you to go to have an interest in entrepreneurship? Yeah, well, I would say I've had a pretty standard childhood, grew up playing and I have three siblings. We all just kind of hung out. But when I first got interested in entrepreneurship was in fourth grade. I read this book, The Toothpaste Millionaire was the title. And it's about this kid who starts his own toothpaste company just because he saw that there was like in the market, it was too expensive. He's like, why should someone pay this much for toothpaste? So he started making his own. Then he decided to sell it. And then he ended up building an empire, taking on big companies. And I just thought that was really cool. I'm like, I never thought that was possible. I always thought you had to be like some big wave to make a business. Mm-hmm. So then yeah. once, mm-hmm. once oh, I found sorry. that out, mm-hmm. oh, what were you saying? No, no, go ahead. Sorry. for. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So once, once I found that out, I was like, maybe I should do this. So then I started my own lemonade stand, a few other businesses. None of them have really been that successful to be honest, but it's just like fun to do. And every time I feel like every time you fail, you learn something. Yes, I would definitely agree with what you said. You know, the reason we met through Gary Vee, and one of the things that Gary Vee talks about is how you are not too old or too young to start something. You know, like the friends, for example, the guy who started KFC was 70 years old. I mean, that's old. And he started KFC. And look at what KFC is today. It's a national chain. It might not be the best tasting fast food, but it's a national chain and it's pretty big and that's just amazing so guys if you're listening to this and you're like 20 30 40 50 60 70 and you are saying well i want to start something go ahead and start it it's not too late and as gary v says you are still young to start your dreams now i say um, what kind of influencers made you what inspired you to kind of start your podcast to go into entrepreneurship other than than, than that little boy who started up um, toothpasting company, who else would you say are influential mm-hmm. people in your life that you look up to that made your dreams a reality? Okay, yeah. So I guess I'll just start off with in general and then I'll go specific to podcasting. So in general, one YouTube channel I really like watching and I would recommend it to entrepreneurs, people aspiring to start their own business, Valuetainment. Mm-hmm. This guy, Patrick Bray David, he like talks about entrepreneurship. He has hundreds of videos. Love watching that. And then one person that really got me like interested in entrepreneurship also was my uncle who started his own company. So I just thought that was really cool. And um, going to podcasting specifically, like Joe Rogan, really cool to watch him. 
So like, that's where I like started to learn about podcasting. And then Gary V obviously, but like one guy who does it, Casey Adams, mm-hmm. he, he's like, he's pretty young and he started, he's like my age and he started his own podcast and he's got like some pretty big names on his show. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, that's pretty cool. So mm-hmm. got me interested. Yeah. I love that. I love that. You know, I think that, I think every single person should have a mentor in their lives. And I think that, you know, this mentorship should contain two, two components. So the first component should be people who are made it in your um, field of study. For example, if you want to be a doctor, like maybe someone like that, Dr. Anthony Fauci, or if you want to be like an engineer, I would say maybe someone like Elon Musk, Bill Gates, someone like on, on that spectrum. And if you're going to entrepreneurship, people like Gary Vee, Grant Caldron, um, Casey Adams, um, just people who have made it in your field. And I think that you can learn from them and learn from their mistakes. Because we live in a world where we're not all perfect, you know? Like, we all have our mistakes. And if we can learn from those mistakes and kind of learn, like, what they did wrong and whatever they did wrong, if we can fix it in our lives and whatever and fix that in our lives and basically learn from it and adapt, that'll make us very, very successful, you know? Um, you know, and I love Patrick David too. You know, I, I recently found out about him pretty recently, like I wouldn't say like this year. Um, and I like his videos. Um, he gets some amazing guests and they're not all, mostly all entrepreneurship. Like I know he had this mafia boss. Um, I know he's had some FBI people. It's just interesting to me. Um, like how podcasting has grown, even like entrepreneurship. Like I love how entrepreneurship has grown, you know. Uh, I just like it a lot. So kind of talk to me like about, like let's go back a little bit. So let's, so you were a kid and um, what kind of those, like just for the people, like, because I like to talk about failure. You know, what kind of, what were those other businesses that you started and I, I don't know if they failed but kind of go into like what went wrong and okay. when you started the businesses mm-hmm. yeah so I would say like the first thing to do well like when you're brainstorming ideas is like the first stage and I would say come up with some like like solution to a problem mm-hmm. it could be one you're having one someone you know is having but just like you should have a reason why the business exists because like one thing that I started with a few friends was a clothing brand but there wasn't really like a message behind, like a real message behind it or a real reason to like, it wasn't like innovative clothing. It was just like normal clothing with like our brand, but like our brand didn't have like cohesion about what it was about, you know, like someone like Gary Vee, if he made merch, like people would buy it. Cause like there's a message behind that, but we didn't really have a platform. So the clothing brand didn't really work out for that reason, I would say. And also you just have to market better. I would say like you got to you got to find your ideal customer. If you can't describe what your customer is like, you're not going to be able to find someone to buy your product. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Continue. And um, another one, this one was actually like my only successful one really it was a tie business that I started like neckties. Cause I went on eBay and I was like, I need some neckties. I'm going to have some like formal events to go to. And I found this huge collection. It was like 500 ties for like, 80 bucks and I was like just the math on that it's like 20 cents a tie okay so it comes to my house in this huge box like I can't even lift this thing I have to get help to lift this thing into my house that's how heavy Mm -hmm. it was then I sorted them all started selling them to friends and teachers and 
made made like a couple like thousand dollars or something wow that is amazing you know i'll get into uh, uh, my question but i want to share a little bit of my backstory and why i am kind of interested in entrepreneurship and then uh, this is going to tie into like a question for you um so like in high school i started this company with my friends called help me volunteer and we basically just made this company because uh we wanted to help people find more volunteer opportunities other than free my starving children and uh loaves and fishes and in high school like we had this class called business incubator and in that class like, we would basically just start our own company and we would learn the marketing like the seo search engine optimization we would learn how to build a website we would learn the lean startup like we would learn like like who the target audiences are um kind of like what would you would price your um your product at uh like kind of like the input and outputs like how you would make money it's just like a graph basically like a paper and we just like basically just follow that model into our business now short story sure my friends decided hey we don't want to start this company I mean, I'm not interested in entrepreneurship. And I know why when I, I, I kind of missed this part when I was talking in your podcast. So then that kind of like triggered like, hey, I like entrepreneurship a lot. So then in the summer, um, I applied to two jobs, um, Cutco and this website making company. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's called this website making company. And short story short, I did not get the job because one, I don't think they didn't see, they wanted me to drive and I couldn't do that. And when I don't think I was, um, like, I didn't have the qualifications to have that job. And I learned from this. And then they found out Gary Vee. And Gary Vee said, hey, create content. And that's why kind of why I started my podcast. But that's not why I'm telling the story. And now I have this amazing idea. And Isaac, I think you can relate to this because you are my age. And you have worked with these individuals. So I have a disability called ADD. And it's kind of hard for me to make friends. So I'm basically, I have special needs. So my idea is like to help people with like autism and Down syndrome. Like help them find friends. Like there's best buddies. But like I want them, like I want someone with autism that's the same interest in you to text you and be like, hey, do you want to hang out? Or do you want to go, like, I know you're a Vikings fan. Hey, do you want to go to a Vikings game? And basically, you would take that certain person under your wing and you would mentor him and be, you know, his or her friend and basically, you know, help them with, like, you, you, I think you, you kind of know where I'm trying to go with this, mm-hmm. like help them with their social skills because you probably have worked with these um, students. So I wanted to ask you, um, I'm not sure how this program works in your school, but in my program, basically, people like me, we were introduced to like peers um, who who did not have a disability, and they would kind of like help mentor me and mentor us and kind of improve like our social skills. So, like Isaac, um, if you have any, when you're not the name person, but what have you learned from like people with like autism or Down syndrome? Um. I haven't had a ton of experience, but I would say like everybody with has like their own thing that makes them like unique in a way. Mm -hmm. So I would say like in general, we have a lot of common ground. Everybody does. Yeah. So I guess it's all about just like finding the commonalities. Yeah. One of the things I don't like is like how certain people judge and they be like, well, this person has autism. They they're like, for lack of a better term, they don't think they're very smart. And they think that, you know, they're kind of weird. 
But it's not that case, you know. My friend put it in a good way, and he said that they just think differently. They have a, their brain just wires things differently. They go, their brain just thinks about certain things in a different manner. And I think that that's what people have to realize. Like, hey, these people think in a different manner. And, you know, I want to help them think, not the same way that I do, but I want them to help them, like, be successful in the real world so they can live on their own. Like, I think that's what people need to realize instead of making fun. You need to think, like, okay, how can I help this person? You know, instead of bullying them, you can be like, okay, hey, how can I help them? And that's kind of why I started this movement of, of my podcast so that I can help people, so that other people can help others, you know? So let's, yeah, you know, any, any thoughts on what I just said? Um, yeah, I feel like, like I said earlier, like you want to find a solution to a problem. And I feel like that's a problem that a lot of people face. So then mm-hmm. good solution. Yeah, yeah. Put out would, yeah, if you guys want even more examples, look at what Elon Musk did. You know, it's kind of, it, it, you know, when you first sent your dentist um, kid, I never heard of Bergman. I'll look into him after the podcast. It just reminded me of Elon Musk and how Elon Musk got into this industry with cars, with like car, big car companies like Toyota, um, Honda, uh, Ford, Chevy, and he was able to be successful. That's just amazing to me, like how a new, relatively new car, car company is just as successful as companies that have been around for decades. It's just amazing to me. Like Elon Musk is one of my mentors too. I, I, I look up to him and, you know, I just love it. And speaking of mentors, Isaac, uh, basically what you describe, would you call that kind of drop shipping, like what Gary B says, like how you should sell like all your stuff in your house? Like, would you kind of say like, that's kind of what you do? Kind of explain, you know, for people who are not really aware of drop shipping and selling things in their house, kind of um, describe kind of how that kind of relates to your story and your business. Okay. Yeah. So when I think of drop shipping, I think of like when you sell a product that you find online and you sell it for more. And then after you sell it, you buy the item and ship it to the person. So like I did that in a way, but I like bought the product beforehand and I didn't really have to ship it. Cause I knew just like, I just did local, which was nice. But like, obviously online helps a lot. So like I've sold a lot of stuff on eBay just from around the house. Like everybody has like a thousand dollars probably of just like stuff lying around their house. They haven't used. Interesting. And I kind of want to get into more, uh, more depth into that kind of describe like what's I have this book here. Yeah. This book right here. So kind of go through the steps. I'm like, what kind of things are like people kind of go through the steps. Like you find, like from finding a thing to actually going and selling it on eBay, kind of go through the steps for my audience here so they can kind of like a step-by-step model for them to kind of go into that field and kind of sell stuff on their own and find the things that will help them make a thousand dollars. Yeah. So first thing you want to do is if you have a phone or computer, look, look up eBay, download the eBay app. Cause that's the one that like a lot of people use to sell their used things. Then you make an account pretty simple and then you find stuff around your house that you don't use, make a pile of it somewhere, then sort through it. You can look up the stuff on eBay. Like say you got random video games, which is what I did. You look up the video game on eBay, then go to filters, sort by 
sold purchases. So then you could find out what's actually selling and how much it's selling for. So say the game sold for 10 bucks, 15 bucks, 12 bucks. I could price it around like $12, $13 and I'm probably going to sell it. And then you just make a listing, super simple. eBay shows you step-by-step. You just add photos, title, and then just like a little description and then the price. And then someone buys it. Then what you do is you get a box or a like envelope, put the item in there and then write down, well, eBay gives you a printing label. So you just print the print, print the shipping label, cut it out, tape it on, put in your mailbox or bring it to your like post office and they handle the rest. Wow. That's amazing. And I was like, let's dive a little bit more into this. Um, what kind of things like have you sold that you found out to be successful and what kind of things have you sold to be like not so successful that people like, like they can't really profit off of it. Like, what would you say those products are? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say like super specific old unique things are really hit or miss. Like sometimes you can find something that you never knew was like worth 25 bucks or maybe it's just junk and you should probably just toss it. But Things that sell pretty well are like brand name things because people sort by search by brand name. So if you got brand name clothing or if you have video games, those always sell because people are always playing video games, especially now. So I guess I just sold all my old video games and then a few other things like some shirts. Nice, nice. I love that. I love that. And what have you, what are the successes and the failures that you have learned in kind of your so-called drop shipping um it might not drop like what have you learned for what what successes and failures have you learned from drop shipping okay like selling stuff online yes okay um you want to have good quality photos most of the phones nowadays have a really good camera so you don't need to go buy a new camera just make sure you have good lighting maybe outside if it's good lighting or just have a lamp near you because that's the first thing people see like on Instagram, they tell you have quality photos, have quality content, because then people are going to like it. Same thing when you're selling something online. That's the first thing people see before they even read that title. Mm-hmm. So that's like, that's like one of the main things, because if you have bad photos, people are just going to keep scrolling. Even if your item's the exact same as something else, they're going to go until they find a good photo. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So now we're kind of like, let's fast forward a little bit. And um, what kind of so like after entrepreneurship, did you dive into anything else cool, like studying your own YouTube channel, uh, you know, anything else very cool before you made your podcast or was it just after entrepreneurship, it was the podcasting that was really big. So yeah, one thing I got really into was self-improvement, just every day trying to be better than the day before. So I'm big into fitness now and nutrition. So every day I try to get a workout in, eat healthy, like right now I've got some carrots and peas over next to me so another thing is reading books like you can get education and knowledge in school but i don't think that's where it should stop i think you should also Mm -hmm. supplement that with your own learning outside like i read read books because like i mean we have all day now you know so i'm just reading a whole lot that's another thing that i'm interested in so i also started like writing so don't want to reveal too much because it's supposed to be a little bit of a surprise but i've got a book coming out sometime wow that's amazing that's that's awesome i like writing too like i'm gonna start to get into like making blogs and start to write a youtube channel and like i think my goal is like another year or two 
if I can make podcasting really successful and my YouTube channel really successful. I just want to write like a story about like how I went from this special needs kid, you know, I talked about this in my podcast, who, you know, was kind of abnormal, out of the place, like a, a dude who would always ask the guys, like, who do you like, to a dude who completely changed it around in less than a year and made his own podcast, started his own YouTube channel, and is now inspiring other people to do the same. You know, even on Instagram, I plan to um, start my own motivational stuff so I can motivate people to start their own content, and hopefully those people will come into my podcast and listen to it. So, like, I just want to, like, kind of, like, describe that, you know. But right now, you know, the goals are to make up the foundations to make me successful and then write my own book. And, you know, hopefully by then, um, I'll be, like, a, a well enough influencer to get me, like, my dream job at Vayner Media. So that's just my goal. But I, I love that, Isaac. So kind of, you know, talk to me, like, okay. You know, my question is, is that we are all at home and we have nothing to do. And, you know, people are saying, hey, I can only go work out at the gym. You know, there are people who, who, who struggle. Like, I know it's, a, it's the same thing that I say with podcasting. And it's about getting, it's about starting, you know. So what kind of things that people can do at home? Just what are the things they have at home? Because now we're all at home and not allowed to go anywhere. And what kind of things can they do to, like, work out in their home? And I think it's all about mentality. So kind of going to that, like, how, what kind of mentality do they need to have to start to work out and get, and get in and, and lift that weight? Kind of going to that and how they can go about doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess my mentality with it is, like, you've, you've got to start small. you got to start with just daily habits because we are what our habits are. So when I started getting into fitness, I didn't have any weights. I didn't know anything. All I knew was how to do push-ups. So what I would do is before and after I showered, and I'd shower like two or three times a day, I would just do as many push-ups as I could. And then I would go shower, out of the shower, dry off, do push-ups. That would get to like 100 or something push-ups a day, which like sounds like a lot, but it really isn't when you're just doing it like passively, like just before and after you shower. So just like find a time Because if you set aside a time, you're like, I'm going to spend this hour working out. If you haven't done that before, it's going to be difficult for you to set aside that time. So just do it in small little chunks. And 80% of fitness is nutrition. So just start eating healthier because we're stuck at home. We're not going to be as active as we probably would be after the quarantine or before the quarantine. So just start like eating vegetables more. Just eat less in general usually. But just like we all know what the good choices are for foods like you don't need like a rocket scientist or to explain it to you Mm -hmm. just eat whole foods eat healthy because you're gonna feel better and drink more water one thing that a lot of people don't do is drink enough water so just first thing you do in the morning you should drink water because your body dehydrates overnight and that's why people get headaches in the morning because they are not hydrated enough Uh uh-huh okay i love that i love that you know like i think like i've heard not a maybe a myth but like the first like typically for me, like I have like a bagel with cream cheese and I put like jalapenos and a little bit of bacon and I had that for breakfast. So not the healthiest, but I mean, it's something. And then like for lunch, I have like typically like rice. And then for dinner, I have like, like we call it in India, like I think it's like chapati or paroda. And I'll have that with like chicken. Like, I mean, I wouldn't say like, it's not the most healthiest meal, but it's not the most unhealthiest meal. So it's like, I would call it semi-healthy. 
Um, and I think like people fall into this trap when they say like, hey, I need to eat healthy three meals a day and that's good. And I think that people should do that. But like for the people who first want to get into dieting, um, isn't it okay if they kind of like cheat a little bit, like maybe like on a Friday, because like that's when people relax and that's kind of when they kind of like go off and have anything they want to. Like, is it okay if they do that or should I just stick to a routine and like kind of like, I, you don't have to describe like what you eat on a daily basis, but like kind of like give like them like a certain plan that they can get, they can eat like for lunch, breakfast, lunch and dinner to make them kind of pretty healthy, like you would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So without having to measure anything, cause like that's a lot to do, just take a full plate cut it down the middle, half of that, make it veggies. And then out of the other fourth, make that your carbohydrates. That's like your rice, bread, whatever. And then the other fourth in the bottom, you just want some protein source. If you are a meat eater, you can eat meat. If you're vegetarian, you could have some beans or peanut butter, something, just some sort of protein source. Because like, you don't need to like measure it out. Just don't go overboard, you know? And if you need to, what you said about cheat days, if you need like a little something to just keep you on your diet, that's okay. I would say you shouldn't be having a whole tub of ice cream or something on your cheat day because that's just going to negate all your efforts. But if you need like a cookie, like a cookie in the grand scheme of things, isn't really going to have much of an effect as long as the rest of your days are healthy. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Thank you for, for describing that. Now, um, no, it's really funny and how I'm kind of changing up my questions. Um, so, like, obviously, you're a very successful person um, in school and outside of school. So, you know, one of the questions that I'm most wondering is instead of asking successful people, like, at, instead of asking, like, influencers, because, like, what their morning routine is, because they never respond, I want to ask you, because you're very successful, what is your morning routine? Because I feel like people can connect with people who are like themselves rather than someone like Gary B, even though they're pretty similar. Uh, what is kind of your morning routine, Isaac? Yeah, if you had asked me a week ago, it would have been different. So I'll explain that later. But whenever I wake up, I'll first thing I'll do is take a cold shower. I've been doing that for the past year. And it sounds really weird, but it wakes you up. Like it wakes me up. And when I started it, I didn't start like going like freezing cold at the start. I would start like a little bit colder every shower. So then you don't even notice it. But cold showers, they wake you up more than hot showers tend to put me to sleep. Mm -hmm. So the cold showers wake me up. And then after that, I like to get a workout in, just wake myself up even more. I like to start out just because if I'm not like waking up in the morning, I'm just going to have kind of a sluggish day. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to like lift weights like I do. You could just like, I would recommend finding some way to get like your body moving. Like if that's walking, walking your dog, maybe playing some basketball, just whatever suits you. Cause if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to want to stick with it. I enjoy lifting weights. That's why I do it. But if you don't enjoy it, I would say don't do it unless you really are dedicated. And then I get whatever I have to do done. And then I go read a book. But the key is to have your to-do list set up, grab the book. That is why I'm waking up earlier. Oh. The, Mir- the Miracle Morning, it's called. Book mm-hmm. I would recommend to anyone wanting to improve their life. And the book is all about how getting up earlier and doing a list of things in the morning will help you achieve more. So that's why the past three days I've been getting up at 5 a.m. 
Mm -hmm. which sounds really intense. But the key is to go to bed early the night before. Cause like I get like seven hours of sleep a night, which is like enough for me to function pretty well. So if I'm waking up at five, that means I go to bed around 10, which like, I don't think is that early. It's not that bad. I mean, I go to bed like 11, I would say. I would probably work up around, I have a class at nine. So I wake up at like 8.50ish. And then I go into that class. And then I go down, I, I listen to Gary Vee, um, I, I eat a bagel, I go back up, and I kind of, like, I, it's kind of hard for me, like, I'm just learning from your story, and I'm kind of learning how to be successful. So I think, like, my plan is, like, after that, take a little teeny break, and then go into my work and start getting stuff done. And then I think, like, for me, like, it's kind of hard for me to start something because I have ADD and I get distracted a lot. But like when I get things done, like it feels so good. Like when I get things done, like I feel successful. I feel happy. Like even if it's something small, like once I get my homework done, like once I do like an assignment for like accounting or something for like my chemistry class or for my um, Spanish class, it feels so good. So um, yeah, I like that a lot. So I think that's like, probably my new plan I, I like that a lot Isaac and um you obviously shared a book that in- inspired you um what are kind of other inspirational books that kind of inspire you to be successful yeah so the first book that got me really into self-improvement was how to win friends and influence people that book changed my life it essentially teaches you like it says how to win friends and influence people but just like makes you better socially like I wasn't like as good socially as I wanted to be so then I read the book and it talks about how a few few key takeaways obviously I'd recommend reading the book but just from what I gleaned from it is you want to be thinking about the other person more than yourself because a lot of people they're in a conversation all they're thinking about is what they're going to say not what the other person says so you should really just be thinking about things from their point of view like appreciate them and just make let them talk because like people love to talk about themselves which is why everybody who's invited onto a podcast feels so great because then they can finally express the feelings Mm -hmm. and like the thoughts on their mind yeah yeah i love that because like um i know my interview wasn't the greatest but like it was like my first interview and it's so different from like i know this is i don't know this is your first time being interviewed like it's so different from being interviewed than from being a host like personally for me like I like talking as a host because I feel like that's true me like I am today like I feel like I am now like I feel like this is uh, different for me than doing an interview I think it's because of my first time being being interviewed and I think I'll get better as I do more and more interviews but I definitely agree. People love to talk about themselves. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like, people, like this guy made a joke, like, about Gary Vee and how Gary Vee, like, kind of, like, interrupts people. Like, he talks a lot and he'll interrupt people because he has something on his mind and he just can't get them out. Like, that's what I'm, I'm thinking about thinking when I think about you. You know, um, yeah, that's what I love about, like, I, I like how you think, too. Like, it's, it's amazing, Isaac. And, um, yeah, just... Thank you for coming on. But thinking about podcasting, Isaac, uh, what kind of made you start your own podcast? I know you said you started your own uh, fantasy football podcast. Um, but just going to that and like what made you go into podcasting? Yeah, so uh, the fantasy football podcast was like last year. And started because these guys, the fantasy footballers, they also have their fantasy podcast. I was like, they have a lot of fun. 
It's three friends just talking fantasy football. I'm like, I bet my friends want to talk about fantasy football. So I ended up getting like five episodes in. And then we kind of ran out, the season kind of ended, and we kind of ran out of stuff to talk about fantasy related. So I found that fantasy for me, for some people, they can talk about it all day. But for me, I can only talk so much about the topic. So I knew I needed a generalized podcast topic, which could be the guest. So I thought, you know what? Every episode is going to be different. That's the cool thing about Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Every episode is different and it's tailored yeah. towards the guest. Like Joe Rogan's the same Joe Rogan. Yeah. But what mm-hmm. parts of his life he brings in depends on the guest. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Like one part, like I think I can tie this into a real world example of Joe Rogan. Uh, so I remember he, I, I don't know if we listened to the one, but he got Stephen Dubman. But like, I think he just brings in so many guests and like what something interesting that I listened to um, was that if you got to get into Joe Rogan, you've made it. And it's because he has such a big platform. Like, I don't know his whole story, like Joe Rogan, but like um, Joe Rogan, like just he gets so much out of his guests and like his podcasts are so unique. You know, I guess I could say this, like on the episode with Elon Musk, I mean, they smoked weed together. That was, that's just like so wild. Like that doesn't exist in any other podcast. You know, it's just like, I like how Joe Rogan is. He's like a wild character and his podcast reflect them. They're wild, but they're also very informing and they're also very interesting. Um, and I also like Tim Ferriss. I don't know if you're familiar with Tim Ferriss. Um, Tim Ferriss is also a guy who brings in different kinds of guests. Um, like I remember like he was I think he was the first podcaster to bring in LeBron James and then he also brought he's like lately he's bringing in like doctors influencers psychologists to kind of help people during this tough time and I just like how people like how guests like how on podcasts it's not just entrepreneurs but it's a different variety of people like and Gary V. Um, I remember he had a podcast with Alan Robinson and I'm a huge Bears fan. So when I saw Alan Robinson, I didn't even think I just hit the play and I listened to it. And it's just so amazing. Like, I think like, if you're a podcaster, don't just interview people in your niche, like in your, in your like, if you're an influence, you're an entrepreneurship guy, don't just interview entrepreneurs, but like, don't just interview entrepreneurs in marketing, but like entrepreneurs in like medicine entrepreneurs in like the car industry entrepreneurs who are like doing other unique things because that'll make your podcast more unique so like that's what else I would say and recommend for people because like it gets boring after a little bit and that's what I really recommend you know people are going to so my podcast is about making dreams a reality and what is yours about Isaac like what is kind of the motto the lesson that your podcast resemble so I would say like one thing that I've learned in life is you can learn a little bit from everybody. So I guess I just try to learn what I can from everyone else and just bring that knowledge to my viewers. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I love that. I love that. And But like whenever I go on to Anchor and I see like the listens aren't where they are, it kind of like gives me like, wow, I wish it was more. And it kind of puts you in like in a certain, not de- like, yeah, kind of depressing mood when you find out your podcast and not get as many listens as it should have. Like, cause like when you go into podcast, you think this podcast is going to be amazing. Then you're going to get so much listens. Like for me, like, you know, I, I need to get back into my podcast and I need to get push out episodes and send everyone. And this is going to be that podcast. Um, But like for me, like, 
I expected this podcast, like one of my podcasts to have like 100, 100 listens and I only got like 30. And like just listening to that made me so depressed and kind of what put me into this mindset. Like I kind of thought like, hey, um, what my podcast, I'm getting any more listens. So what's the point? But like, I think what I've learned now is that there are 30 people listening. Like, what are they going to do? They need my podcast to like for them every week. You know, it helps them grow. It helps them get on track and it helps them make a better person than what they are today. And I think that's kind of a certain trap that us podcasters fall into. Um, what do you think? Have you suffered from the same issue as me? Or is it not a, a big, do you have other issues for you? Yeah, so um, for me, it was at the start just because like you don't get as many viewers. And like right now, I get like 50 to 100 per episode, which is like awesome, I think. Like not everyone watches, like, maybe like a third of them listen through. Yeah. But just what I would say to anybody who's going through that is just think for your example, 30 people. Like it's easy to think that number is small because every number is huge on YouTube. Like you see every video or everything on Anchor, they got like hundreds of thousands of views, millions of views, which will make your number seem small. But think about it this way. Think of 30 people in a room. That's a lot of people in one. Yeah. So just imagine all those people are watching your show live. That mm-hmm. would make it feel like a lot of people. Yeah. So I try to think of them not as numbers, but as like individuals, because that will make the numbers seem so much bigger. Yeah. I think that you've been into podcasting longer than I have been into it. And like for like, and you also you also post like daily, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like for me, it's only weekly. So like you're getting more experience than me and you're putting out more listens and I mean more podcasts than I am I'm going weekly on a weekly daily basis but I, I like what kind of made you go into the like, daily versus weekly like kind of go into that for, like, yeah I well the main reason why I got into it daily was because I was thinking like Joe Rogan's example because listen to him and he puts the number of the podcast in every episode so you can easily see how many he's made so I watched his like at a thousand And then I went back and I watched his first one and it was way different. Like not only has he improved, but like the quality of the production has drastically improved. So I was like, I can make them like few and far between. That'd be easier on me, obviously, but I won't see as quick as of improvement as I'd like. And I wouldn't interact with as many people. So I would say if you have the time, try to push yourself to go as as often as you can because like at the start I was like I don't know if I'm going to be able to make one a day but you don't need to make it and release it on the same day like there are days where I'll make eight in a row and then my whole week and that one extra day is already ready so I like to have like 10 to 15 in the bank just in case I miss a day then I can just upload one that I saved I kind of like that's another reason like I I need to get back in touch with my guests and get, get, get some guests like I remember I recorded like maybe like five or six in a day and it was so cool because then I had podcasts in the next five or six weeks and I have them like I already have podcasts with guests lined up that I can release and and I would say they're pretty influential just like you um but like yeah I would say like people should think ahead too like but not too much ahead like if you're getting into podcasting like if you're if you record like if, if you're listening to this podcast and you're going to say I want to start my podcast today go record it right now and release it that same day because then you're going to say, well, I want to get this guy. So just start it, just start, start. And that's going to help you so much because they learn so much from that. 
And the more experiences you have, the more failures you go through, and those failures will teach you how to become successful. That's what I would say to people. Um, I, and Isaac, um, I like to ask my guests a, um, a lot about this. Now, you don't have to describe this, but like, you know, in sports, you know, I remember when my high school football team, I remember when we lost our, I think we lost the conference championship. And it was really sad. Like everyone was really sad. And it was probably the saddest day of my life because I was so, because a lot of these guys are my friends today. And my best friend was on the football team. And it was just so sad, like when we lost. So like kind of describe a moment in your life when you felt the most down or where you felt like you're like kind of, like I hate to say it but like I think it all people like when you kind of felt like you were like a kind of like a failure and kind of what that taught you and like I kind of like to talk about like what was your pitfall so Isaac um, what was your pitfall yeah so it's the reason why I got into fitness and nutrition so a few years back my family's like playing a board game and the losing team had to do 30 push-ups which like 30 push-ups seems like a lot, but like if you break it up, you could probably get it, or at least I thought I would. But I had kind of let my health slip away because I wasn't really playing, I wasn't playing hockey anymore. So I didn't have that like constant exercise. So out of like my whole family, I was the only one who couldn't do it. And then I just sat on the couch and just like took a nap. And I was like, never again. That's like the decision. I'm like, mm-hmm. I made a decision where I'm like, I'm completely changing my health. I'm going to be I'm going to be able to do those push-ups in my sleep a year mm-hmm. from now. So that's why I started doing push-ups like relentlessly, like 100, 200 a day. Just went crazy. Stopped eating unhealthy food like instantly because it was such a drastic change for me. I was like, there's no way I'm going back to being unhealthy. Mm-hmm. So I just started like complete shift. So I guess that was like, at the time, it seemed like the worst thing ever, but looking back on things the worst thing that ever happened to you sometimes ends up being the best thing that ever happened to you i would definitely agree with that you know i don't know about you and i don't know about what what do you have seen but like i feel like people you know we live in a world like you and i are both students we're both in college and we both know like we have to get a's and b's to succeed and i definitely agree with this but like you know like there are times in college like and people notice like teachers and like professors tend to like, drop tests and drop quizzes and stuff like you know like people get so down on themselves like for example there was a test like for my chemistry class and I didn't do so good on and even last semester like I failed this test and like the next test I got an A on because I like I didn't want that to ever happen to me again so I just studied a lot you know I feel like people get too scared like they think too much into failure and they just can't get out of that like you know for the test that I failed, like, there was this one problem that I just couldn't get my head wrapped around, and I just was thinking, like, I had tunnel vision, and all I could see was that one question, like, I couldn't move away from it, whereas if I moved away from it and come and came back to it, I probably would have gotten a B or, or an A, it's just that I couldn't move on from it, and that's why I got the grade that I got. You know, I like to think of this as steps, like, each failure is a step towards that top floor we think about as steps in your house like each step is like failure and then when you get upstairs that is where it's success that's success you know people have to think like that have that sort of a mindset and i feel like enough people don't have that mindset you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. what would you say to that yeah i would definitely 
agree. Like every, every fail, like look at any successful person. They had hundreds of failures. Like, you know, Edison took him like 10,000 tries to make the light bulb. You know, like Steven Spielberg was denied from like film school. Mm -hmm. Walt Disney was shut, was turned down. And like one specific example from my life that you reminded me of with the test is this past semester, fall semester, I was taking an exam and I answered, I found out later that I answered the wrong thing for something. And that was a big chunk of the exam. So I'm like, I was kind of upset as I'm walking over to the light rail, which is like the train you just take to get back to the dorms. I was like, okay, I'm going to let this failure, like just like sink in for like a few minutes. But as soon as I step off the train, it's not going to affect me anymore. As soon as I took those few steps off, I was like, okay, it's not a big deal. Let's get into the next segment of my podcast. And that's, I think you and I both are huge sports fans. And, um, you know, I talked about what kind of entrepreneurs influence you, um, what kind of, uh, what kind of, you know, entrepreneurs influence you, what kind of podcasts influence you. But what would you say, like, what, what, like, what player's story, like, what NFL player has kind of inspired you today to be the person that you are today? Ooh, Okay. Um, one person, my favorite football player of all time is Tim Tebow, mm-hmm. because like, I'm a Christian, he's a Christian, just like hearing his story about how like, he reached the success, but like, he knew that it was all about his faith, number one. Yep. So I just think that's really cool. Like, yeah. I would definitely want to meet him. Like, I've read his, one of his books. It's crazy how strong he is in his faith. Like, he went to baseball, and a lot of people were like, hating on him. And they were like, why are you going to a different sport? He just didn't really have the same love he had when he was in the NFL, but he just believed that like it was his mission to like, yeah. it was more than baseball for him. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think that many people, like the same people who kind of hated on Colin Kaepernick for what he did, which I, I don't know if that was there. I don't want to get into that because that's mm-hmm. very political. And I don't like to get into that. But like, there were some people who hated on Tim Tebow, like there's nothing wrong with what Tim Tebow did. He just had, he just was very spiritual and that's how he kind of wanted to express himself on the football field. And while he wasn't, like, I would say while Tim Tebow could still be playing right now and why he wasn't the most successful quarterback, um, like, I feel like he's an inspiration to a lot of people. And I, I like him a lot. I, I like Tim Tebow a lot. I like Mitchell Trubisky a lot. I like uh, Allen Robinson, like I said, a lot. I like Khalil Mack a lot. And it's just that they... Like, they just influence people and, and little kids look up to them and, you know, just make them a better person. Um, but Isaac, I wanted to ask you, you know, in sports, we have, we, they call this the brotherly bond. Um, what kind of things, like, what did you have that in your sport in hockey and in baseball? And kind of what did that teach you? Like, in baseball, like, what did the brotherly bond instill in you that you still have instilled today? Yeah, so hockey and baseball very team-centered sports like some sports are like you can kind of win it on your own but like hockey you can't win it on your own there's no chance baseball you could have the best player in the whole league and if the rest of your team can't pull their weight you're not gonna win so I guess it's just about how everybody needs to do their part and you have to trust that everyone else can do their own part Mm -hmm. one thing especially that I learned in baseball is to learn to overcome failure and learn from it because even the best hitters get out seven out of 10 times, six out of 10 times. So there's a lot of times where you don't do what you wanted to do. So you need to learn to overcome that 
and learn from your mistakes to do better next time instead of just like being angry because like anger it's nice to like you want to win so like you shouldn't be super happy when you get out but you should be able to learn from those mistakes yeah i definitely would agree you know um yeah i definitely would agree like i don't remember what and i think that something that kind of reminds me of your story like the failure and what we're talking about the common theme in this podcast is about failure and i don't remember there was a baseball team that won the world series or nationals i believe and if i'm not mistaken didn't they start the season off as like one of the worst teams and like somehow they kind of and and they just like and just click for them and they and they just like woke up and then they just won like a bunch of games is that true or am i am i thinking about something else um i don't i can't recall but i feel like that could be true yeah, I feel like they, they started off the season, like, really bad, and they just kind of turned it around. But I, I don't know about that. In the NFL, I think we can speak about this. Like, you know, there are teams – I don't know about what – like, the surprise team this year was probably uh, – I don't know, maybe they like – yeah, I would say probably, like uh, – I don't remember. Like, what surprise team would you say in the NFL kind of surprised many? Like, went from, like – the worst teams to one of the best teams. Oh, yeah, the Titans, right? The Titans, sorry mm-hmm. about that. Like, the Titans were not a very good team a lot, and two years ago, and they beat the Ravens. They beat the Patriots. We'll get into that a little bit more. They beat the Patriots, and now um, they and, and they got into the conference championship, and they nearly beat Patrick Mahomes. That's just amazing. That just should show people, like, hey, Look at failure, see what you can learn from it, turn into a success. The Titans are a perfect example of this. You know, um, like many teams start up the season really bad. Like, you know, the bike, I know the Bears started up really bad this season. And they kind of turned around and they, they were almost a playoff team. And same with the Vikings. Like, we were just talking about the Minneapolis Miracle in your podcast and how the Vikings did not start that game off very well. And then they they won the game due to an astonishing play. And even if you look at Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, like this is a team that was down 10, 20 points against the Texans and railed back and came back to win. So like, I definitely, I definitely, like these are just examples of what you said. And it's just amazing to me, like how about like what these teams did? Like, what about you? What do you take from like take what do you take from your lesson that you kind of saw in like NFL teams, NBA teams, baseball? What have you seen? Yeah, so I guess just like the key is to never give up on it. Like people say that, but it's like the only reason, the only way to guarantee you don't succeed is to stop trying. Like if a like no team in the professional leagues throws in the towel because they know there's still a chance and they've probably been beat before when they thought they had it. And then some team came back on them. So obviously it's possible. Mm-hmm. I love that. And let's kind of tie this into what we have right now with the NFL draft. What is your opinion on tanking? It's kind of like, I wouldn't say it's a controversial topic, but what is your opinion on tanking? Because it's kind of like saying what we say and the opposite of it. If you think about mm-hmm. it, it's kind of the opposite of it. If you think about it in a different way, it's really not. It's just them knowing like, hey, this seems not going to work, so let's just have a down year and then come back. What is your opinion on kind of tanking? Yeah, well, I think it's a little different with NFL teams or, like, professional teams and people because, like, if you personally just, like, stop trying and stuff, no reward is going to come. 
but in professional sports, you get some bit, some bit of a kickback in a higher draft pick. So I guess for some of those teams, it does make sense, even though it's like technically illegal, you're not supposed to do it. Some NBA teams definitely still do it, you know, but um, I would say if you still have a reason to keep winning, you should try to keep winning. But if you're out of the playoffs, like maybe try to find a way to tank, even yeah. though it's like kind of frowned upon. Yeah, I would agree because I don't think that Joe Burrow, you know, even if you look at him, it's like it's a story of failure to success, how he failed. And he, he, he was at Ohio State, he transferred to LSU, and they were talking about it yesterday. I don't know if you saw, but like how he wanted to be at Nebraska and he didn't get that offer. And then he went to LSU. He had kind of a down year, and people were saying, hey, this kid's going to be a six round pick. And then he played out lights out last year, and now he's the number one pick. So that's just amazing to me. And then on the other side of it, like, you see the Bengals. And, like, I would say, like, the Bengals are kind of an average team right now. Like, they're not the best team, but they're not a good team. And they kind of had to retool and kind of had to, you know, make a change so that they could become a Super Bowl team because that's every team's goal is to win a Super Bowl. And, you know, that's just kind of my – opinion and let's get before we get into draft let's get into one more interesting topic and i think we can tie it into lessons what like first of all what was your thoughts on the split i know i asked this in your podcast but for me on my podcast um what was your thoughts on the split between brady and belichick and to make it a little bit different what do you think like as as someone who who likes football what do you think went into brady's head to make that decision to leave um, New England and become um, a Buccaneer. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like Brady just, I don't know, maybe he had been hearing that people were like, he's only doing well because of the system and he wanted to change. I can't really know for sure. Obviously, he's not playing for the money anymore because he has more money than he knows what to do with. So, and so he's really only playing for his legacy. And his legacy before was like staying with the Patriots but I guess maybe he wants to turn over a new leaf, try something new. Cause like, I guess he can get bored out of the routine. Yeah. I think what also went into it is that um, I feel like Bill Belichick wants a tight ship. So like, if you don't do it this way, you're not on a team, you get cut. And I don't really Brady like that. And I also feel like, you know, Brady is one of the most iconic sports that a lot of people look up to. And I feel like the Patriots, like, in, in life, you have to adapt and you have to help out your team and you have to do what is right for your star quarterback. And we'll get into another star quarterback who's experiencing the same issue. And I feel like the Patriots can do that. It's the same kind of situation that Brady had that's currently going on with the Packers. You know, Brady said, like, I feel like Brady would have signed if, they got, if, the, if the Patriots got, like, Stephon Diggs or some other star receiver, but they didn't. And he was like, you know what? I am tired of playing this organization that won't fight for me. And I think that he just couldn't fight that anymore, and he left. So, like, I think in life you should surround yourself with people who will fight for you, and then in turn you can fight for them. So, like, if you look at what the Aaron Rodgers situation, like, what the – I think – what the Packers did to Aaron Rodgers was just straight up horrible and straight up, I, I can't even describe it without being appropriate. So straight up, like, I would say they straight up betrayed Aaron Rodgers. And, like, I was listening to ESPN where we were taking our break. And, like, I was and they were talking about ESPN, like, how Aaron Rodgers has put out blood for this team. 
but the Packers have done nothing. And this was their first pick in like 15 or so years, I believe. Um, and they didn't even pick an offensive player. They picked Aaron Rodgers' replacement. And that's just like, you know, if you're an NFL player, that just must suck to you. Like, to know that your team doesn't want to help you succeed and you only care about the future. Like, I can't imagine what Aaron Rodgers is going through, but I think he's going to be pretty pissed off. And we'll get into some trade changes later. But what do, what about you? What do you think, like, goes in – like, what do you think – what is your opinion on what I just said? Um, do you agree with it? Do you disagree? What do you want to add a little bit more? Yeah, I hadn't really thought about it. That's crazy how – I hadn't thought about how he needed that help, and instead they picked someone who's supposed to replace him. Like, they're not really giving him a whole lot to work with, especially for, like, Aaron Rodgers has done more for the Packers than mm-hmm. probably anyone else. Besides, mm-hmm. like, you know, Vince Lombardi and, like, Brett Favre, you know. Yeah. You people way back when. Re- recent history, no one's given as much as he has. So it's just crazy to see, like, it's almost as if they want to, like, move on. It seems like there was probably a lack of communication. Like, if I'm Rodgers and I hear three months before the draft that they're thinking of taking a quarterback, then at least I can, like, adjust to it. But, like, just on the spot, picking a guy to, like, mm-hmm. take my – take my job in a few years like that just is not a good look yeah I don't know if you watch the Pat McAfee show but like Rogers was talking about it on there and he was like you know I want my legacy to be in Green Bay just like how Brady said I want my legacy to be in New England and I just feel like if you're Aaron Rodgers right now I would not blame you if you go up to your team and be like hey Get me out of here because I don't want to be here. And I don't feel like you guys are giving me the respect that I need. And, you know, I'll get into the business lesson from this. Um, like the respect that I need from you guys. And I just feel betrayed. And I just want to go to an organization where I can feel loved. And I know we were talking about it in my in your podcast. Like how Brady might go to, um, um, uh, I mean, how Rogers might go to New England. But Pat McAfee was talking, and Aaron Rodgers apparently has a home in Malibu. So, you know, a, a good trade scenario would kind of be L.A., like Chargers, because he would have so many weapons there, and he would have the weapons he, he's always wanted in Green Bay, but just in a different town. So, I don't know. I could def- – I definitely think – I definitely think there's, like, at least a 60% possibility that it's a hot take – um, I don't think Aaron Rodgers, like a 60% possibility Aaron Rodgers will not be a Packer next season. That's my opinion because, like, it just feels – I, I can't even describe, like, how that must feel for him to know that your team betrayed you. You know, that's just awful. Yeah, but that sucks. But anyway, what about you? Yeah, that's crazy. That's We were talking about earlier on the other podcast about how he could go to New England. I think that would be – That'd be out of this world. Yeah. Even if he goes to, like, somewhere like L.A. I think L.A. is an AFC team. Like, the fact that you have the Chiefs and you'll have Rodgers potentially on the Chargers, that would give us a that would give us a very interesting season. But we'll, we'll see what happens with that. So I'm kind of interested. Um, you know, also, I want to tie this in to a player who's not in the NFL, Antonio Brown. Isaac, I want to get your opinion. What went wrong in this whole Antonio Brown NFL saga? Mm, yeah, Antonio Brown. He went from, like, the best guy in the league to, like, 
out of the league, which is crazy. Yeah, he had a, he had a very high character. Mm-hmm. Like Rogers is not that character. He's someone who put his team before you. Like as you said, you put people before um, yourself, and that's someone like that Rogers did. And like Antonio Brown is someone who put himself the team. And I feel like for the Packers to do that, that's just um, awful. Um, yeah, but let's go into let's get into the final part of the podcast. So for the people who want to make their dream reality, um, kind of what do you say to them and, and kind of give them some tips like how you made your dream reality and go into that for them. And yeah. Yeah. So I would say write down your goals because they're more likely to happen. You don't need to necessarily tell everybody you're going to do this, you're going to do that. Just write them down and make sure that your actions are central around your goal. Mm-hmm. So for example, say your goal is to become a movie star then every day you should be applying to a bunch of auditions, working on your acting. Cause like, if you want to be something fa- like someone famous, but all your actions don't show that, then you're not going to get there. As long as you consistently m- take action towards your goals, you'll get there eventually. Yeah. One side note, I know you're into finance. So there was this guy who was a big short, I think his name was Dr. Michael Burry. And I remember like in the, in the book that I read, The Big Short, you should read that great book, great finance book, a little bit complicated. But anyway, in that book, he basically had this blog about how he made like finance stocks. Like he basically said, these are the stocks you should buy. And like, I feel like fast forward like a year or two. And then he was sought after by all these, like when he started his whole company, like there were people pumping in like a millions of dollars just to get like a chunk of his company. And that's just so amazing. So like, that's just what a side hustle could do for you and what making your dream a reality could do for you guys. So Isaac, one last question for you. And that is where can people, where can people find you on social media and kind of what is your podcast called so they can find that too? Yeah. So my name on Instagram is at Isaac Myos, I-S-A-A-C-M-Y-O-S. And there's a link in the bio that will show you where the podcast is. Feel free to DM me. I'm also on Snapchat under the same name. Mm-hmm. Add me, I'll add you back. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's perfect. It. Actually, so what book would you give some like a certain person? And then the next question is, do you feel like your success is from, from um, luck or due to hard work? So those are my two last questions for you. Yeah, so I would say the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, like I said before definitely get the book if you haven't read it read it everybody will learn something from it mm-hmm. and then the second question i would say it's mostly like just hard work not necessarily like hard work but just like consistent work like think about starting a podcast it's not hard if you love what you're doing mm-hmm. but you still have to be consistent with it uh-huh. i love that and uh, i mean again thank you for coming on to my podcast and Thank you so much for like inspiring so many people. Thank you so much for just coming on to my podcast. Thank you for giving me my first opportunity to be interviewed. And, you know, thank you for changing the world and for having a positive mindset and a growth mindset into helping others. And just thank you so much, Isaac. And um, without further ado, guys, and go give him some love and go also go subscribe to him on Apple Podcasts and give his podcast a listen and that is the end of our podcast guys go crush it this weekend and make your dreams a reality